Now you will hear eyewitness testimony from Araksi Barsamyan, my mother. She survived the Turkish genocide of the Armenians. Her parents, four brothers, and members of her extended family were not so fortunate. Araksi was born in the village of Dubne, north of the historic Armenian city of Dikranagert, now called Diyarbakir. Her parents were Giragos and Mariam Giragosyan. Her younger brothers were Sarkis, Mardiros, Hovsep, and Tavit. Unaware of the looming calamity about to envelop her, she remembers an omen. Early in 1915, the village was covered with grasshoppers. Elders said it was a bad sign. A few months later, the wheat was ripe and about to be harvested when the end came. The Turks came to the village, took all the men and young boys, marched them outside of town, and shot them. The remaining women and children were told to assemble at the church. They were going to be resettled, that was the euphemism for deportation, to the uninhabitable desert wastes hundreds of miles to the south. They were to walk to their new homes. Promises that they would be protected en route were quickly broken. The defenseless caravans were waylaid and attacked throughout the deportation march. Girls were kidnapped and raped. Starvation and disease took care of many of those the Turks did not kill. Araksi walked as far as the city of Urfa, where she was separated from her mother, brothers, and other relatives. She eventually found her way into an orphanage in Aleppo in northern Syria. In August 1921, she married my father, Bedros Barsamyan, in Beirut. Three months later, they were living in a tenement walk-up on Horatio Street in New York's West Village. The following year, at 17, she had the first of her four children. In 1986, just a few months before her death, Araxi spoke to a history class at the University of Colorado at Denver. I was there with her. She begins by describing what happened to her father. When we left, my family was 25 in the family. They took all the men folks. They asked my father, where's your ammunition? He says, I sold it. So he says, go get it. So when he went in a court town to get it, they beat him and they took him all his clothes and they didn't, he, when he came back, this is my mother tells me story. When he came back, bare body, he went in a jail, they cut his arms with the ammunition. He says, I haven't got it, they didn't give me. So he died in a jail. And uh, all the men's, they took all the men's in the field, they tied their hands and they shot it, killed it. Every one of them. I remember they collect the only 15 years old boys left. Just like this, they were sitting and their hands are tied back and they took in the field, they shoot them too. Nothing left, only women and the small children. We were in 
We deported in some city, bare food, nothing to eat. They took everything from us. They say, we put in a church, when you come back, we'll give you back, which is not true. So we went to some city, my aunt gave birth, they left, she left her baby over there, and then we walk, 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 so many, no water. I remember you, they, my mother used to, they, her handkerchief and, excuse me, horse uh, urine, and wipe our ma- mouth. We were so dry. Just think that. And then in Chitsim, I forgot. Lots of things. If I remember things day and night, I tell not, not finish. And then we came there back here. We sit there. My mother covered me with a blanket. They took all the good-looking ladies, young ladies and girls. They captured it, you know. My mother put my three young brothers atop of me so they wouldn't see me. So from there... And then the news came that uh, Kaimakam, what's Kaimakam means? Like a governor. Governor says that we forgive, uh, take it to Dikrisket and throw all these ladies in Dikrisket. The Tigris River. Tigris River. So I remember very well it was a moon and then Janderma came. Janderma was cop. It's kind of a police. Police came, says, government is forgive them, take this city, different city. And we walk in the night and night and night and we walk, we came in city that they were very well Turk. They were very well. Also, my aunt saved me into the blanket. They would not capture me. I had a girlfriend. She had the hair long as here. And Janderma came. They grabbed it with the hair and throw it in back of him. And And horse. And they gave us a bread that made from the hay. But we got to eat because we came. We were hungry. This is, took a month, you know, we came there. And then we came Urfa, they call her. Big, every refugee was in Urfa. And my mother got sick. Also, they, they want us to move from there. So my grandmother made herself sick and stayed by mother. Three children, one my aunt, five, six children around my mother, and my aunt grabbed me and we went. We went to Aleppo, Syria. My grandma, later on, I saw, I met my grandmother. They took her to Derzor with main thing. Derzor is, they killed so many. Armenians over there, most Armenians they kill in Derzor. 
Derezor is in the Syrian desert, and that was the main killing field. The, the, in these deportation columns, in these caravans of hundreds of thousands of people, those who were, quote, lucky enough to survive were killed in, in the Syrian desert. That was the final, that was the final destination. In fact, there is a quote, um, Hans, um, Henry Morgenthau, who's the uh, U.S. ambassador to Turkey at the time, confronted one of the genocidists, Talat Pasha, and he said, you know, what are you doing with the Armenians? Where are they going? And uh, the quote was, and this is uh, documented in Morgenthau's autobiography, that the uh, final destination of the Armenians is the abyss, 